do you have to like hold a recorder up for the intro every time? No. <laughs> Just like that's the music. Like you're like you're recording your your uh, ringtone in high school, and you're just like everybody, yes. everybody be quiet. I just have a ring back tone that I play. I call myself <laughs> put it on speakerphone. That's my intro to the podcast. Um, hi everybody, welcome back to Swapping Horror Stories. Um, I have Caleb back with me. Despite what everyone asked for. <laughs> and also what you said in our last um, meeting, because you said you will never be back on this show, is God yeah. is my witness <laughs> over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so this week we watched a movie that I picked, and it was mostly because I knew that you didn't, you hadn't seen it yet, and I really wanted your commentary on it, because I thought you would enjoy it. On some level. Um, and that movie was Sleepaway Camp. What a, what a rush, I guess. There's nothing you could have said that could have prepared me for what I was about to view. Um, there is nothing yeah. off limits in Sleepaway Camp. They go after it all and they do it with a lack of taste that could only be served up in a Waffle House. <laughs> I know, but that was the 80s for you with horror movies. Um, okay, buck. Absolutely buck. Oh, yeah, they... Everything about it is amazing. Um, I I just felt like you could like it. I There was a certain charm to it. There was a certain... All right. Um, I would definitely call it an acquired taste, but once yeah. you look on Rotten Tomatoes that it's got like a 76, you're like, oh, okay, everybody likes this. So Yeah, it's a cult classic, which um, that's the only cult that I'll ever join. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to bring up that Caleb recently graduated his oh. coding program that he mentioned in the last episode. Okay. I remember you actually did bring it up. Um, did I? So I want... You did. You always bring it up. So I don't know how you <laughs> didn't realize that you did. I'm kidding. It's not like I'm <laughs> it's not like I do CrossFit or something. I don't bring it up every time. <laughs> um, but that's a good way, a good segue for bringing up how you just started to do CrossFit, right? <laughs> <laughs> but since you mentioned that, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to bring it up and say congratulations, Caleb Grilled a lot of hot dogs that we keep talking about <laughs> at least 50 right how many 64 really grow? 64 really no. is that how yes. many really that was the 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 final why count. did you make so many okay in my head i think there was like 20-ish people invited and i was like okay everybody okay. could eat two hot dogs i don't know where plus i got this nachos <laughs> plus nachos it was a nacho was bar no- which I found out halfway through the party, the warmer for the cheese wasn't even plugged in. So um, nachos were a cool, were refreshing <laughs> snack. <laughs> Much like a limeade. Um. <laughs> when I think of limeade, I think of cold nachos. <laughs> when One time I went to a restaurant and I was like, hey, do you guys have any limeade? And they said, no, but we have some cold nachos in the back. Is that okay? And I said, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Was this at a Chili's? <laughs> um, no, an Applebee's. Nice way to dunk on. Yes, <laughs> we don't talk about Chili's like that here. Um, 
Um, I do love chilies. Have you had their cherry coke before? I I have I've had a cherry coke before, but I haven't had chilies name. Chilies brand. cherry coke. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't think it's a name I'm brand. Listening. They just put <laughs> grenadine in it. But um, oh, it's good. It's good. Every time we go, we, me and my sister, we get cherry cokes, <laughs> and we always talk about how good they are. Which sister? Marissa. I have um, some beef one. I would like to sizzle oh. up on this show, if I may. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you had mentioned you were devastated that uh, McDonald's had given you sweet and sour sauce for your uh, chicken nuggets oh, rather yeah. than barbecue sauce. Yes. And I said sweet and sour sauce is incredible. Um, it's one of the best sauces there. And I no. said, back me up, Marissa, I think. And Marissa just yeah. said, how did I get brought into this? And the reason you got brought into this is I considered you a friend. And it is clear uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> um, just so everyone knows, they've never spoken before. They're not friends on anything. <laughs> I'm sure my sister is listening to this and <laughs> exasperated by this whole situation. But um, she ended up not agreeing with me, by the way. She said that she has only ever had barbecue, so she cannot rate what okay. which is the best. Um, but since it is my podcast, I get to say that barbecue is the best, <laughs> and I will dub over you every time that you say that it's not with me doing an impersonation of you <laughs> saying barbecue is the best. That's your voice. <laughs> um, speaking of sleepaway camp. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, so should should I give my review of Sleepaway Camp? Would you like that, or how would you like to do this? I don't know. I think I want to hear it first. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I want to hear the review first because I'm dying okay. to know. Okay. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my out of my. What can I call this? And you could spoil anything. Oh, thank you. Um. <laughs> what am I gonna rate this out of? Um. <laughs> this this is going to be out of five jet skis. Um, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> the whole backstory of uh, Sleepaway Camp, you the the whole whole story development happens within the first about thirty seconds of the movie, which was great. I loved that. I was like, okay, straight <laughs> to the point. Like, and just <laughs> I, I I immediately knew your favorite part because it was when they get ran over by the jet skis and then the girl is just in the water. <laughs> Hold on. Let me finish. The girl is just in the water screaming, not doing yes. anything, just screaming. And I'm like, this is, if I were sitting next to Lauren during this, she would be losing her mind. It was such a good scene. Um, I, cause it's so long. It's so long that she's doing that and no one is reacting, even though they should be. <laughs> Um, what did Natalie think about it? Natalie is Caleb's fiance, and she Nat watched it with you. <laughs> Natalie was not as pleased as I was. No, <laughs> Natalie said <laughs> everywhere, and I believe this is a loose quote. But how did this garbage movie get made? Is the <laughs> quote that she well, said. it was the '80s? They were making anything back then. <laughs> Everything was greenlit. One hundred percent. Um, well, let's get into talking about it. 
Okay. Yeah. And then I guess I will get your full review at the end. Okay. Um, okay. So it opens with um, a dedication and it says in fond memory of mom, a doer. Um, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> any more than that. Um, and so in the opening credits, we get a shot of the camp and it is so long. It is fall time. The camp is for sale, but it is a really long shot, like just shot or scene. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, <laughs> and then we kind of cut to this is like in the past, but there is a boat. I wanted to call it a sailboat. I really don't know what that boat is. <laughs> it yeah. resembled the door in from Titanic if they yeah, just repurposed honestly. it. And put a sheet on a stick. Like, really. <laughs> the sail wasn't even, like, a sail. It was kind of just hanging there. There was no wind. They weren't even that far from shore. Like, um, yeah, it really, a loose definition of a boat is there. And there is a father, or what we assume is a father, and two kids. A boy and a girl. They're very little. Um, and then there, the, there's a camp nearby. Um, which they get to use a motorboat at the camp and they are pulling a water skier or a girl is water skiing. However, you make that a verb. <laughs> um, and the there's like a camp counselor or like a lifeguard driving the boat and there's a girl in it and she asks if she could drive the motorboat and it's kind of like a back and forth, but ultimately he gives in. Um, meanwhile, the two kids push the dad um, off the boat and the whole thing flips and it's like kind of a playful chase scene where he's like chasing them in the water swim chasing uh, may i interject yes. because course. the push in uh once again a loose definition of a push in because it was the kids <laughs> get behind him the guy looks back at the camera and i can only assume the cameraman gives him a thumbs up and then he jumps into the water <laughs> Yes. Um, it is all very not good, um, but good <laughs> at the same time. Um, so he gets that loose push in into the water and um, he's like playing with the kids, whatever. And meanwhile, um, a man is on the shore and he calls out to the dad and he's like, we got to meet the dock. And he mentions... Um, Ricky and Martha, which they actually come into play later, um, which well, I'll get into that later. <laughs> um, and so at this point, the motorboat starts heading towards the dad and the kid in the water. The lady or girl who's driving the boat, she is not paying attention and neither is the lifeguard. Exactly who you would want in that type of job. <laughs> And the girl who is water skiing is having a crisis. Because even before, I think she's crying. <laughs> I saw like one tear rolling down her cheek and they're calling her a baby. Um, this poor thing. And so she starts screaming. She's like, there is a boat. Like she's screaming for them to pay attention. They're not looking forward. And um, at last minute, last minute feels like not correct. Because... They had plenty of time to turn the boat, 
But um, at last minute, the girl is trying to turn the wheel so she could avoid the boat. But for some reason, she can't. There's like no <laughs> real reason <laughs> other than maybe she put too much lotion on before because like the wheel is just not turning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry. Stop it. Um, okay. So she like you mentioned before, she runs right over the dad um, and the kids too. Um, And in that moment, the man on the shore just whispers, John, he doesn't even scream. He just goes, John doesn't give a fuck about the kids, but John, he's really worried about. (laughs) I told John, this is how he's going to go. He keeps messing around with sailboats. This is how it's going to go out. (laughs) Honestly, though, um, And then the water ski girl, like you said, she is screaming hysterically in the water. At this point, it's just shots of her like sitting there screaming hysterically, begging someone to help the other people. But everyone just watches. Um, And we see one of the kids is like doggy paddling kind of frantically in the water. And then John perfectly floats by. The way that he does its arms straight out and it just is so quick. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we also see one of the because the kids are wearing life vests and we see one of them pop up and it's really torn up. So we kind of just assume that one of the kids died. Um, and now we're eight years later. Um, Angela is living with her cousin Ricky and her aunt Martha. Um, And we're assuming that Angela is the kid from the accident. Um, And Aunt Martha is a trip. She makes the movie for me because she talks in such like a sing-songy way. And um, one exact quote that I wrote down was, I packed some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me? Hmm? And I can't do it justice Uh, because it was just so good. And, like, she keeps saying these little side things to her where it's like, oh, that won't do, will it? And she'll, like, put her fingers on her face. And, like, she is just not well. (laughs) I mean, granted, like, I feel as if you can't tell that she is kind of crazy because of the whole tone of the movie. It's just like, oh, bad acting. But, no, I think she is crazy. (laughs) I, I, I absolutely. I didn't know what to make of her because at first i was like is this a joke like are (laughs) what is going on like are they gonna do a big reveal um and then i was like oh okay this is for real and the thing that really got me is the thing that you mentioned of the whole oh that won't do will it and then just going right (laughs) back into it i'm like juilliard trained just absolute diamond (laughs) she is so good i love her she She's only in, like, two scenes of the movie, but she's great. Um, and the whole time, Angela does not say a word. That's how she is most of the movie. Unless we say she says something, she's not talking. <laughs> um, and one interesting part that, like, if you think about it later on, um, Aunt Martha gives them copies of their physicals and tells them not to let anyone know how they got them. Even though she's a doctor, which is weird. <laughs> um <sighs> shit caleb is gasping (laughs) um and ricky even says 
Um, no matter what they do, I'll never tell. So he's in on it from the beginning. Like he knows. Oh shit. Okay. I love this for you. These <laughs> <laughs> revelations. This certainly just got a half um, more jet ski, is all I'm saying. Oh, I love that. What was the original jet ski rating? Uh it was a one. <laughs> oh my god. Out of five? Out of five. That's a twenty percent. So disappointed. <laughs> that's still low um so now they are arriving at camp the buses of kids arrive they're all running and screaming it's very chaotic i've never been to camp so i don't know if this is how it's really like have you been to camp no no i and i was okay. looking at that and like camps aren't a thing anymore are they? there's no way parents would say yeah go ahead I think they are still a thing. Oh, okay. Um, but now with COVID, I don't know. Um, I know that there's like day camps where they don't go sleeping there. Okay. Yeah. If you could go to any camp, if you were at any camp, let's say this camp doesn't even need to exist, what camp would it be? And it can't okay. be Conan O'Brien related. That's the only caveat. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um. Well, I was hoping to do like a comedy camp with Conan <laughs> O'Brien, but that's out the window. Um, I don't know. Is there a camp where like you don't have to go in the water? You don't have to go out in the day at peak heat um, and you don't have to be out with the bugs. Whatever camp that is <laughs> inside camp. <laughs> That that sounds um, like a camp that my grandmother would be very, very involved in. Yeah, that's how I thought of it. I knew that she'd be running it. <laughs> um, what about you? What camp would you want to go to? Um I Mountain Dew Camp. You always gotta climb the mountain, right? Okay, can I give a real answer now? <laughs> yes, I was trying to picture what would happen at Mountain Dew Camp, other than probably dehydration. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Oh, no, I don't really have a camp to go to. I would go to candle making camp because there's a candle sitting right in front of me. And that sounds nice. I love that. That does sound nice. See, that sounds like my camp. Because you're not out hiking midday. You're making candles <laughs> inside. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> there is one man that works there that is a major creepo. Yes. And I'm, that line that he first says is so uncomfortable. And he, it's like a cook. And he says, look at all that. Oh, no. I'm cringing. Um, young fresh chicken where I'm from I hate this oh, she's gonna <laughs> call say them it. baldies Ugh. Um, and then he also says there's no such thing as being too young <sighs> that was the scariest part of the whole movie yes 100% because <laughs> he's like this greasy man who's like maybe 45 or he's had a rough life <laughs> he's younger um, he is just so terrible and i he dies i'm glad that he dies um it's i hate it so ricky who is angela's cousin um he sees his ex i guess judy who does not look like she is the same age as him he looks like he's 13 
And she looks like she's like between 18 and 22, probably. Um, she's very stuck up. She just has that face of someone who's mean <laughs> for fun. <laughs> um, and when he sees her, she's talking to a group of guys and I am, there's a part where he like runs into his friend, Paul and Paul is like, you should see Judy. And then he does that, you know, the, <laughs> it goes across many generations and cultures, but where he does a motion to show that Judy's, um, her boobs have come in with um, puberty. So he does that motion. Uh, <laughs> and it's really weird. <laughs> Very weird to describe, too. Um, but it's classic, like, preteen boy behavior. Um, it just kind of fits. So Ricky ends up walking Angela for <laughs> both dying so over to her bunk which she is sharing with judy judy's gonna be in there we're introduced to some of the other girls um meg and Susie. they're like kind of in charge of the bunk um i don't get the vibe that they're actually counselors i think they are but they just act really weird meg is an absolute tyrant like i did yes. not vibe with my like don't get me wrong i didn't vibe with judy you didn't vibe with me. No, no there was not a connection there um and they no they were like if they were on mtv's next have you ever seen the ones where like Ooh. they get on the bus and they immediately say next and you're like oh that's too bad yeah. that's exactly what i would have done with them yes they would have done the same with you <laughs> i'm so glad they it's mutual <laughs> <laughs> me too um so Meanwhile, Angela is just staring at Judy and not saying a word. It's very weird. And you kind of get, like, the vibe that something is up with Angela. Like, she might be mute. She might be super shy. They just keep saying that she's shy. Um, but more is going on with her. Um, so pretty much it's three days later after they arrive. And we find out that Angela has not eaten anything since she's been there. Um, me outdoor ed um, or outdoor lab I don't know. Um, and this guy named Ronnie who I think he's like one of the older counselors he um, takes her back to the kitchen um, so the weird chef can find her something to eat and he is a major weirdo and he suggests Ooh. that they go into the walk-in to find something I know he was that was a very critical like when I heard that and like, I'm not going to repeat it and I'm very thankful you said it and I didn't have to his first line but like <laughs> when I saw that I was like this is going to be a rough ride <laughs> I know thankfully he's out of the picture pretty quickly <laughs> and also um, yes. I think we should talk about Ronnie's pecs because they're yes. they are if I may they've really come in <laughs> <laughs> yes they have and he wears the shortest shorts his yes. quads and hamstrings are strong he could crack a watermelon open with those um all the men in this movie wear the shortest shorts like just as short or shorter than what the girls are wearing um which is a fun vibe that's how you know you're at camp in the 80s you know um <laughs> let me ask you this too. yes 
did you, how can I say this without sounding weird? I don't think there is a way to say it. So like the shorts, yes or no? Um, yes, for the time. If I saw it today, especially on just like one person, I'd be like, mm, not a fan. Um, but like if it were commonplace, I think it just okay. would be normal. Okay. Like, I don't know. They had a lot of good outfits. Granted, it was like all shorts and crop tops on the guys, but um, it went, it fit. Yes. Um, I'm proud of them for it. Are you going to start wearing that every summer? Uh, I'm excited to announce here on Swapping Horror Stories. <laughs> I am not. So <laughs> Everyone is excited to hear that outcome, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so they go into the walk, <laughs> just a dark transition. And the chef starts to undo his belt when Ricky walks in and he saves Angela. Um, cause he notices she's not in the hall and they both run out. So later the cook is in the kitchen with the tallest pot I have ever seen in my yes. life. <laughs> yes. It was so, it's like the height of a grown man. <laughs> Or at least a grown Lauren. I'm five one and a half. Uh, so it just, it's tall. He has to get on a chair to see if the water is boiling. Because they're going to boil one million corn cobs. Or, or hot dogs. You know, or hot dogs. Ears of corn. <laughs> or hot dogs. Um, yeah, they are just making a ton of corn. Which I don't think we even see. It. Well, the pot spilled. So they didn't get to boil it. What a waste. Um, but so he gets a chair to, I don't know, look in the pot. And someone is secretly watching him. They've snuck into the kitchen. They're hiding behind him. And this mystery person, they sneak up behind him while he's on the chair looking into the pot. And they push him forward so he loses his balance. And he ends up, like, holding onto the shelf above the pot. And the hand starts to pull the chair out from under him. And ultimately, he pulls the pot of water off the stove and it falls on him and completely burns him. Um, and my favorite line, well, I'm going to say that a lot. One of my favorite lines is like the ambulance is there and whoever, I don't remember who asks this, but it's someone at the camp. They go, what's the prognosis, doctor? <laughs> and the doctor says, he's burned all over <laughs> <laughs> um and i loved that because <laughs> he is like his arms are burned you can see like his skin pulse pulsing i guess yes it was real sick um it probably was the most realistic death look scene in the movie look why <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah um and then the old man mel who runs the camp um, is trying to keep this under wraps. He doesn't want the campers to know. Um, as every old man who runs a camp does. And yeah. constantly smokes a cigar. Non-stop. He always has one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he is old. Like, when I say he's old, he is old. And that's important to think about. Oh. With some developments. Mm. Um, he's like grandpa old. Um and not cute either like no not not like pleasant like like you think of your grandfather and you're like oh 
yeah, you know, my grandpa was pleasant. No, he's like a greasy guy. Um, We're not a fan. But (laughs) so we end up in Ricky's cabin and this nerd named Mozart, they're doing this whole bit with a towel over his eyes and they pretty much prank him into smacking his face into one of the other kids bare asses <laughs> which i had heard that this kid actually got bullied so badly on set that like i don't know if he had to be kept separate but like it actually was a real thing that like, he got really bullied on set by the other boys oh. poor thing and um, i guess so that's where it- we're gonna end the podcast on a high note <laughs> all <Jeez>. right bye guys <laughs> um And then an older counselor comes in and says, it is time to play baseball, which then we get the longest baseball scene. Um, And for what? Nothing comes of this. No. No. (laughs) We just see them play baseball. Um, It doesn't matter, but it is a long scene. I feel like it's at least maybe five minutes long of them playing baseball. Easily. Yes, but my actual favorite line from the movie happens at this point, um, where someone says, eat shit and die, Ricky, to which Ricky says, eat shit and live, Bill. Yes, that line was written by Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I went back in time. Um, No, but it just, the delivery from Ricky was so perfect, because he's like, eat shit and live, Bill. Like, just matter of fact, didn't care i got a sticker of it for my water bottle because i love that so much um and it just is a good burn i feel like like shit and live put it on my gravestone Uh, (laughs) oh okay yes i feel like that would be fun um so after the game, we're at a type of party in the mess hall or whatever. They have a specific name for it. I think Cantina. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something weird. And the guys, and by guys, I just mean guys at the camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're trying to get a group to go skinny dipping. Um, and they're egging each other on to ask Angela because she's quiet and hasn't said anything to anyone. Um and they kind of they're bullying her they're calling her weird they're saying what the fuck is your problem (laughs) um and for whatever reason ricky walks in and he is wearing like a yosemite sam sized cowboy hat (laughs) haven't seen him in a cowboy hat once no western wear whatsoever This is just us roasting all the outfits in this. And there's more to come. Uh, (laughs) When he sees the guys teasing Angela and he like goes over and they pretty much fight and someone slaps the hat off of his head, which I think that's the only reason they put him in that hat. Um, And Mel runs up. Um, Well, wait, no, he didn't run up. He runs the camp. That's what I wrote. Um, And he's just watching this fight. He's standing in the back and it's like a crowd of boys fighting each other. And he's just standing. It's very weird. I, so this is kind of a late question, but I'm very curious. And once again, have no idea how to ask this without sounding like a creep, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) have you ever been skinny dipping? No, I have not. I'm too scared of, 
um, getting arrested, okay. um, people being weird and like sure. watching. <laughs> and then also, um, I don't like water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of water where you can't see like the bottom. So oh. maybe in a pool it could happen, but like okay. in a like, no way, Jose. Have you? No, I have a hard enough time using public restrooms, so skinny dipping is out of the question for me. <laughs> Maybe once you get a private pool, you could do yes. that. Yes. Um. Yes, it is terrifying to me. I feel like we both have the same brand of anxiety. Um, because it sounds horrible. Yes. <laughs> it just. What if does. somebody takes my clothes? Like, what am I gonna do? Yes. Exactly. Or what if um you end up under a canoe with someone and then they drown you. What a segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, actually that's like too far ahead, I think. <laughs> um, maybe not, but the guys do leave to go skinny dipping. And I wrote a note that at this point, Mel, the old man who runs the camp has a weird flirtation with Meg going on. We see it very briefly where, like, he's very touchy-feely kind of in the background. And it is gross. Yeah. Um, I hate it. There's a lot of weird old guys in this. Um, but so the guys leave. They go to go skinny dipping. They end up finding a group of girls to go with them. But the girls will not go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, and meanwhile, so Ricky's p- friend Paul, um, skinny white nerd what what else is there to say about paul um he checks in with angela and apologizes for what happened to her family because i guess ricky told him um about the boat incident and judy watches from across the room and seems like she's jealous and not that she even wants paul it's just like angela is getting attention which that's like the worst type of girl ever Mm. um (laughs) and Angela does seem interested in Paul like she actually is reacting with her eyes which we have not seen yet typically she just stares at people which I love um and we have a breakthrough she says goodnight to Paul this is huge she starts chatting yeah yes we are rooting for them at this point um Mm. (laughs) sorry I joked um so now we're at the lake with the boys who are skinny dipping. Um, like I said, the girls don't want to go in. So it's just this big group of guys who all jump in together at once, uh, <laughs> which is just interesting. Um, and one of the boys, um, his name is Kenny. He's one of the ones who asked Angela to go, but he was really rude. Um, he takes some other girl out on the canoe and he ends up Not tipping the, the canoe over. No, not in the nude. They're fully clothed. That's really the only way to canoe, I think. I've never been, but uh, that's how I've seen it done. Fully clothed. Uh, And so he tips the canoe and that girl is an Olympic swimmer. She swims off angrily so quickly. You can't even see her in the water. That's how fast she is. She's faster than John's dead body floating by her she's skilled um so he 
ends up going under the flipped canoe, like just in there. I'm, I don't know. He's annoying. And a head pops up in front of him. You just see the back. And he says, hey, what are you doing here? Like, I can't wait to tell the boys that you're under here. Something along those lines. Um, and then the person pushes him under the water and drowns him. And the whole group of guys just leave at this point. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, he's just messing around. They don't even check on him. <laughs> there goes Kenny again. <laughs> Hanging out under a tipped canoe as he does. (laughs) Um, And the next morning, Ronnie, um, the man with the pecs, he is angrily cleaning up um, at the beach um, after the boys, I am assuming. Um, And he sees the canoe and flips it. And we see Kenny's dead body, which it is actually pretty fucked up um, for just drowning because he has a lot of like lesions i guess you would say and a snake (laughs) crawls out of his mouth too and he's missing teeth my least favorite part of the movie because i am petrified of snakes um oh it didn't make you crave spaghetti (laughs) no unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like you have a story there No, after I watched the movie, though, I was like, I'm going to have spaghetti tonight. <laughs> I don't know if it's related. Um, you're scared of snakes? Uh, wait a minute. What? Why? Did you say you're scared of snakes? <laughs> Did I make that up? I am petrified of snakes. But I feel oh, like okay. this is information you were going to use against me. In some Where the fuck am I going to get a snake? <laughs> At this time of night. <laughs> <laughs> At this hour? <laughs> last episode we said in this economy so yeah in this economy i'm not like first of all i don't even know where you would buy a snake um and i don't like them either Good for you. <laughs> i'm not like scared well i don't know maybe i am i haven't had enough interactions with snakes to really know how i feel about them <laughs> updates to come probably but why are you scared of snakes? Is it just like how I'm scared of water? <laughs> yes. Yes. There's no okay. reason for it. Okay. Um, well, that snake was small that crawled out of his mouth. Was that not better than a big snake? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was preferable. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, too. Because I think if a big one came out, that would have been more upsetting. <laughs> Has anybody ever told you to never comfort them again? (laughs) Believe it or not, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, people don't like it. Uh, So, um, Mel, the old man, he just insists that it's an accidental death Kenny drowned. His body is taken away. Again, he's like, we need to keep this a secret. Although I think more people know Hmm. about it at this point. Um, And then we get a scene of the girls, just girls of the camp, playing volleyball. And Angela is sitting on the sidelines and Paul comes over and asks her to see the movie that's playing that night at the camp. And Judy who is wearing a shirt that says Judy. <laughs> yes. Um, she interjects and says that it's not fair that Angela can just talk to boys and she doesn't have to play. And then Meg like 
has to get involved and is rude to her and is pretty much says the same things. And then Susie comes up and asks like, oh, is there anything you would want to do instead? And Angela says, no, she doesn't mind watching. Um, which Susie is nice. Um, especially later she bitch slaps <laughs> Judy, <laughs> which is my favorite scene. Uh, <laughs> so Paul and Angela leave the movie that night. He wants to walk her back to her cabin and he takes her around the corner and is like, I want to show you something. And then just kisses her. And that scene was really uncomfortable to me. And you could tell yes. that like Angela was not into it. She got awkward. Yes. And wants to go into her cabin. And, and then he does it again. I know. He does it a second time. He, what does he say? He's like, oh, can I have another kiss? And she doesn't even say yes. And he still does it. Yeah. Like, gross. leave the fucking room, Paul. <laughs> That's why you're single at the age of 13. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Judy, like, rolls up at this point. Angela has gone into her cabin. Judy rolls up, and she's trying to flirt with Paul, but he's not into it. Um, and she's just rude, where, I don't know, she's Judy. You know, what more yeah. is there to say? Um, and then we get another prank on Mozart, which is a different nerd at the camp. <laughs> it's the same nerd from before. I keep calling Paul a nerd. Or I've called him one once. Anyway, he pulls a knife on them. <laughs> um, the counselor comes in and confiscates it, which like by that he hides it under a pile of clothes in front of everyone. They're all watching him do this. Um, but that knife appears later. So it's kind of like, I think it's important to see because it's like who had access to the knife. Good question. Um, which really anyone, apparently. <laughs> um, so the whole group at the camp, they're at the lake swimming. I don't know the timeline of this whole movie. It's like a while. <laughs> um, and Angela is sitting on a bench watching and Judy whispers something to Meg and she comes up and yells at Angela for not going into the water. These girls are really concerned with what Angela is doing. <laughs> Um, just, they want to be bullies and they're going to bully. <laughs> so, um, and it gets to the point where Meg is shaking Angela and she is a camp counselor. Um, they did no background checks at this camp between the chef and the this 80s. girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone who would apply, they were like, thank God. <laughs> Um, anyone can work with children. <laughs> and Ronnie interferes and Meg gets in trouble. And back at the cabin, Judy calls Angela out for getting Meg in trouble. And it's like, no, Angela literally was just sitting there. She didn't even <laughs> react to getting sh like shake, shook, shaken by Meg. Um, and then Judy does ask, why don't you shower when the rest of us do? And she kind of, she gets really crazy where she starts talking about puberty and she's like, oh, I bet she hasn't gotten her period yet, which like, I don't know, other girls experiences. Um, that really was not like a thing where people cared if you got your period or not. 
Okay. Um, to where it was like used against you if you didn't have it, <laughs> you know? Did the line ever get used against you? And I, I, I'm quoting the movie here. Oh. It, to bully you, did a woman ever say to you, you're a carpenter's dream, flat as a board, <laughs> and need a good screw? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, has anyone ever used that? <laughs> yes, twice. Really? No. Oh my God. <laughs> How depressing. Um, She really was crazy in that scene. She became unhinged. And that's when Susie comes in with the old slapperoo. Oh, (laughs) Caleb did jazz hands, but with one hand. (laughs) Jazz hand, if you will. Um, And then for some reason, next scene, um, the boys cabin, they're having a water balloon fight on a roof, you know? Um, seems safe. It seems like, you know, people are really watching these kids. It was the 80s. I know everything with this movie. We're like, it was the 80s. Uh, so they purposely throw a balloon and hit Angela. It's like she got shot. Um, but Ricky, Ricky is such a good cousin and a good character. He stands up for her. He is pissed. He runs up. He's screaming at the boys on the roof. Um, and he carries this energy throughout the whole movie. He is like the first to stand up for Angela. He could easily be like, yeah, that's my weird fucking cousin that I have to hang out with because he's away from home. It's not like his mom would know that he was a dick. But no, he stands up for her. He is team Angela, um, which I love for him and her. So Mel shows up, the old man, and makes the boys get off the roof and just scolds them. Um, And then the boys are going to go play another baseball game. Thankfully, we don't have to witness this one. (laughs) Um, But one of the boys, he says he has to take a wicked dump first. Um. And we see a broomstick slide through the stall handles to lock the boy in. And again, it's like kind of the same vibe as with the chef or the cook, whatever, um, where it's like we're kind of witnessing this happen to him, but like we don't know who it is. A very breakable broomstick, I would say, though. It was thin. That was like, (laughs) you know, those um, breadsticks you could buy in a box at the grocery store. (laughs) That's what That's it was made out of. <laughs> Honestly, it looked like it was just a big one of them. <laughs> um, and we see a knife slice through the screen, which it is the knife from uh, Mozart earlier. Um, and it slices through the screen and they put a beehive in the stall, like on a stick, and they <laughs> shake it around real crazy so the bees get mad. <laughs> And the boy gets stung to death. Um, it is a small beehive. Um, so I feel like it, unless he's allergic, unless he's Thomas J from My Girl, I don't think it really checks out. Because um, it is really small. Like, it probably is smaller than, like, it's like an acorn squash, I would say, size-wise. Um, he does break the broomstick to get out like at last minute and that's when he dies and we get to see like all of the holes from the beasties <laughs> it doesn't make sense like there's lesions on him 
and um they're just bees i don't know i've never been stung to death so i don't know the logistics a shame an absolute i highly recommend (laughs) you haven't lived until you've been stung by a hundred (laughs) bees um do you feel like point, your fan base, yeah. like somebody is allergic to bees and we're just dunking on them continuously? Like, how would you die getting stuck to death by bees? <laughs> well, no, only because we're like, it's simply not enough bees to be okay. stung to death by unless you're allergic. Because um, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not that well versed in bee allergies. Um but I feel like this would, if he was allergic, this definitely, I don't know. I'm not a doctor either. <laughs> I'm not a veterinarian. Um, it wouldn't be enough for him to die okay. unless he was allergic. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so Mel is angry. Um, he wants to shut down the camp. He alludes that he knows who is killing the people. Um because he's seen the evil in his eyes. Um, which, okay, I mean, you're old and trying to have sex with minors. Like, what about you? Uh, <laughs> and Angela is outside at night looking for someone. Um, and we kind of get a fake out with Paul because he's coming through a bush and it gives us that perspective that we've had with the killer where, like, we see the hand, it's like through their eyes. Um, and it's him. He's like sneaking up on her and he doesn't believe that there's a killer. He just thinks it's a prank that went too far. And he's not even upset by that either. He's just like, yeah, it was a prank that went too far, which is a weird attitude to have. <laughs> Cause it's like, well, then you could be next. <laughs> like when do the pranks stop? <laughs> um, And then Paul takes Angela down to the lake to kiss. And they're running about and flirting and just being little goofballs. She trips him. um, And then they fall into the sand. He's on top of her. He goes to kiss her and tries to unbutton her shirt. And she says no. To which he says, come on, Angela. I'm not doing anything. Which, yeah, the fuck you are, Paul. And she said no not a fan but at this point we get an interesting flashback scene (laughs) um to angela and her brother when they were young so like boat age um watching their dad and the man from the shore laying in bed together and it's a really intimate moment they're like just gazing into each other's eyes and angela and her brother are giggling um and it's kind of like you just assume that they're secretly watching. They're not supposed to be seeing this because the dads are very into each other. Um, and then it's a weird scene of the two kids sitting in bed um, facing each other. And the boy is pointing at the girl and the bed is spinning, um, which I think relates to how the movie ends. <laughs> um Caleb's pointing at his head. Um, (laughs) And then we're back in present day or 1983. um, And Angela yells no and runs off. Um, Which I think is a normal response because Paul is still like kind of trying to push it. And 
The next day, Paul is still being a dick and says he doesn't want to do anything that bad to Angela because she's like still upset with him. And he's like, oh, I wasn't trying to do anything that bad and tries to wrap his arm around her. And she is just like, no. And then she walks off. And Judy pops up and she is trying to flirt. She is being a little rat. Um, she has very long hair, by the way. Um, I just need to add, <laughs> I really hate her hair. Because <laughs> it is so long, but also just like not great. It's always doing weird styles. Um, this is just a fashion review podcast. <laughs> um, but. So Angela has stormed off. They're playing capture the flag, by the way, at this point. Um, And Ricky finds Angela walking and he's like, can you help me? Like, I have a plan for capturing the flag. The sooner we win, the sooner you don't have to play anymore. And she's like, I'm fucking in. Um, She said it sooner than I would. So they go to where the flag is supposedly for the other team. And Ricky... is the first one to see this he sees judy out in the woods kissing paul angela literally rises up from the (laughs) ground behind them did you notice this (laughs) it's it's like she was just kneeling and then slowly she rises up and um she sees it too i don't know if she was looking at the ground while she was crawling over there and just didn't see it um but ricky tells judy that she's a real scumbag which we could all agree that that is true yes um later i don't know the timeline is all over the place angela's (laughs) sitting on a bench by the lake (laughs) paul is getting out of the lake from swimming and she doesn't really say anything or even look at him but he is apologizing and begging for another chance and at this point judy pops up and reveals that paul said that Angela was a prude, which is the worst thing you could be called when you're in that age group, I feel. Um, well, I'm sure other things, but <laughs> <laughs> but like for some reason that hurts, I feel, when you're that like yeah. inexperienced and you're like dabbling in stuff and someone calls you a prude. It's like, what? Because there's so much pressure. Yes, I would agree. I, I feel like I think I was called a prude before. Um, oh my god, dish! <laughs> oh, okay. Dish. Uh, middle school. Um, at oh the time, god. did we go to the same middle school? We did. I remember someone voted you most likely to become president, and you became class president in high school. I followed through on that promise. Uh- <laughs> yeah, they didn't say president of what, <laughs> but you um, did it. I was. Uh, as revealed on the uh, previous podcast, uh, my parents didn't let me date until I was 18, which was kind of weird to me. Um, but We all agree. <laughs> Someone wrote it in an Apple review. Just kidding. <laughs> great, great podcast. One question. <laughs> <laughs> I find it really strange. <laughs> um, I remember, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this quick because this was my second. Oh, pr- did I ever still? Did I ever tell you about my first, first kiss? No. Okay. So my brother played a lot of sports. Um, and I know this is... Was it is... your brother? <laughs> Can I finish the story? Because there goes yes. my reveal. <laughs> 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 um, my brother 
played a lot of sports. And so I was always kind of carried around to his practices and stuff like that. And um, so I was over at the playground and um, I was going down the slide as you do. And this girl met me at the bottom of the slide and just kissed me. And um, oh. Wait, I how old were you? I was young. I was not okay. uh, 20, 22. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> okay. And so, as soon as they wait, kissed, is that really the age you no, were? No. Oh. <laughs> well, you just kept going. Um, I I was probably like eight or nine, ten at the most. Um, okay. And uh, so, I don't know what came over me if it was sheer sheer shock, but I look at her and I go. I'm going to tell your dad. And I just run <laughs> to her parents. Oh my God. Not only a prude, but also a narc. <laughs> <laughs> what did her dad say? That is where the story ends for me in my you mind. You blacked out. <laughs> it did. From excitement and rush. Adrenaline. You were like, I finally have power. And then you ruined it. Um, who called you a prude, by the way? <laughs> was, I think it was... Wait, you run up. The dad is like, what a fucking prude. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you blacked out. <laughs> I just tucked it away. Um, <laughs> middle school. Middle school. Oh. Um, Can you what... say their first name? Would I know who it is? Uh, Type it in the chat. Is there a chat here? Okay. You can hear my okay. mechanical keyboard. Okay. Judy is typing, by the way. Caleb joined the meeting and he changed his name to Judy. I don't know who that is. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, let's ask the listeners if no, they know. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, it was it was my first uh intentional kiss. And uh, oh. it was so funny because I got past a stick of gum because this was gonna be a very official kissing. Um oh, wow. And we went to go do it, and and we did a quick peck, and of course we we giggled, and and we were like that, and then <laughs> sorry, well, I giggled. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, "All right, <laughs> I've had better." <laughs> um, and then it was just like I was like, "Oh, that was great, that was fun," and then I think she started a rumor that I was a a rumor that I was a prude. I wanted to kiss. It was my idea. So. <laughs> I wonder why she started that. Cause you guys kissed. I don't know. That's pretty, that's pretty big stuff in middle school. That is. Unless, I heard about that. I was. Unless, in, unless that's me being a prude. And <laughs> just being like, kissing is so huge. Oh, I thought you meant being called a prude was huge in middle school. Well, no, I feel like a lot of people were getting their first kiss in middle school. Um, like, I got my first, I don't know, I guess it would have been my second, because my first kiss set the scene. I was in the basement of my neighbor's house. I was friends with a little boy there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. And um, we were trading Pokemon cards, and he just... He kissed me on the cheek, though, so does it count? No. Okay. My first <laughs> mouth kiss <laughs> was in middle school, and it was super awkward because he took me to, like, this back hallway. Oh, God. we just stood there staring at each other. 
because <laughs> he was really awkward and never talked. Um, I'll type who it is. Because was I it Angela? Know. No, <laughs> I li- I forgot about the movie, and I was like, "Who the fuck is Angela?" <laughs> Don't say it out loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not relevant to anyone, by the way. <laughs> um. But yeah, so he he just kissed me, and it was weird. He had braces, and he also had just gotten a perm. <laughs> it's like freaking two thousand five or six or something, and he just got a perm. <laughs> and it wasn't like popular at the time. He just wanted to get it. It didn't look good. I'm so happy for you. I, I, to quote Lauren, I love this for you because it's only been up from here. <laughs> um, yeah, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so back <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> um, okay. So where did we go? Okay. So Judy, she pops in, reveals that Paul said she was a prude, and Judy and Meg kind of get into cahoots, and they carry Angela to the lake and throw her in. At this point, Mel is talking to Ricky, and he thinks Ricky is the killer, and he's being really obvious that he thinks that. He won't let Ricky go save her, and even says, like, you're always there to show up and save her, and that's why you're killing all those kids or something, which is really (laughs) weird. (laughs) um especially because this man is so old and ricky is again like 13 probably um and ricky does tell angela that they'll get those kids back pretty much um so at this point who did you think the killer was i had no idea i genuinely i was like there's no way it's angela I do, when you reveal the killer, right before you do, I have something I need to say. But okay. um, at this point, I'm like, there's no way it's Angela. They're making it way too obvious. They're, it might be Ricky, but I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, maybe it's Mel. But then I'm like, no way. So I had no idea. I think they do a pretty good job of hiding it. I think once you watch it and then you watch it again and you know who mm. it is, it's like more obvious, I guess. Um, but I feel like for the early eighties, this was pretty good. They really hit it. Um, so Meg has the night off from whatever activities they're doing. And this is the night where everything hits the fan and I'm going to burp. So she goes to tell Mel that she has the night off and that, um, they should have dinner together. I know he like, girl, go for Ronnie. The guy with the pecs. That's not literally any your man. Age. I know. Okay. And it's not that nice of a camp to where like she'd be doing it for the money, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like pretty run down. And this man does not dress like he has money <laughs> whatsoever. He dresses in like pastels. Not that that's like a poor person color, but it's like traditional grandfatherly clothes. Like he's not dressed to the nines. Think Um. of anybody that when you think of, I want everybody to take a quick moment and think of someone that would run an amusement park and boom, that's Mel. Oh, yes. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So they make plans to go have dinner at his place. 
and she goes to shower and there's too long of a line. So she goes to the cabin next door that's empty and she is just humming. She has a strange chaotic shower routine that I just don't understand. (laughs) Um, And whatever she's humming, it is not a song. She is just trying to make (laughs) sounds. (laughs) And the killer sneaks in and they stab through the shower wall behind her and drag the knife through her back. um, And she dies. Later when they show her back, it is a pretty straight line, which I feel like is not realistic. But, you know, 90% of this is not. She also looked drained of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they really knew what they were doing with these deaths. <laughs> Between the bee stings and the guy in the lake drowning. And then this. Um, just too many inconsistencies. Not that we even know. But it just is like, if I can tell, that's how inaccurate it has to be, you know? Um, for some reason, there's a group of campers going down the lake going down to the lake to camp and this guy Eddie is in charge of them. Um, they fall asleep and some of them beg for him to take them back because they're too cold. So he does and he leaves the other ones there. Um, but meanwhile, Paul is out and he sees Angela and says hi. Angela asks where Ricky is. Um, Paul is just, you know, over apologizing and she says, hey, meet me at the waterfront after the social. A sentence I would never say in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we're back to the group of campers. um, Because at this point they went to the lake, they're sleeping, they're asking to go back. And we do see like an axe amongst their sleeping bodies, which seems safe. And Mel goes to the social looking for Meg because she never showed up because she was dead. And (laughs) we see Judy and one of the boys kissing in her cabin. I don't remember his name. Um, And Mel pops in and he's like, hey, where is Meg? Um, But Judy has the boy hide under her bed. And she lets him know last time she saw Meg, she was showering next door and the guy leaves um, while Mel goes to go look. And then that guy leaves because he's scared of getting caught. And Judy is mad. When is she not? Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Mel finds Meg dead. He's still convinced that it's Ricky and he needs to be stopped. Um, Which I don't think he even is trying to avenge Meg. I know he kind of says it quite often after this point. But I think it's just because it's his camp. Like he didn't, he doesn't want it to get shut down. So at this point, Judy is in her room curling her hair in the dark. Normal girl things, you know. (laughs) And she hears someone approaching and they come in. And she doesn't know who it is, but like we get to see them. Um... And with the lighting, it looks like it could be Ricky. In fact, I feel like it does look like it actually is Ricky. Yeah. Um, but Judy realizes who it is. And she's like, don't turn on the light or they'll make us go. And then this person punches her in the face. Um, this death is super uncomfortable to me. <laughs> mm. They take it there. Um, so they put a pillow over her head and they take the curling iron and we just see a shadow of this stuff happening, thankfully. Um, 
but we it's put inside her we can assume um just based i mean if you watch it you're like yeah that's probably what's happening right (laughs) that was my assumption um i'm glad we're on the same page (laughs) it was as uncomfortable for me (laughs) yes it was really awkward what did natalie say at this point uh not thrilled yeah most people want to be truthfully (laughs) um and so they end up like moving the bed aside and then roll judy's body under it um eddie goes back to the beach campsite with the kids i think it's at the beach i really don't know um but those campers that he left left sleeping um and they are all dead um we just see a ton of blood the sleeping bags are hacked up we don't actually see the kids i don't think at least i couldn't see them i don't know if the light on my computer wasn't bright enough (laughs) 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 but they're dead and he runs to get help he goes back to camp um ricky is just meandering around town he is gonna go get a snack and he has six candy bars or so um because dinner was bad and hurt his stomach don't understand it Uh, (laughs) and mel pops up behind ricky and grabs him by the throat and he drags him into the woods and starts like slapping and hitting him and he pretty much beats him to death or at least he thinks he's dead and mel runs off into the woods and he ends up in like the archery area i don't know what it's called Uh, (laughs) um And he sees the real killer and he says, it can't be you. And an arrow goes through his throat. So we know it's not Ricky because Ricky is passed the fuck out. <laughs> um, I And at this point, did you have any guesses? At, like more guesses now? Kind of, but I will do the big reveal uh, right before okay. you reveal who it is. Okay. And then it turns out, like we said... Um, Ricky is still alive. And then they also find Judy's dead body. Like all the counselors are out looking for Paul, um, Judy, Angela. And I think that's it. So meanwhile, Ronnie gets um, the call that the kids are dead. The ones that were camping and the police arrive. And I don't know if you notice this, but one of the cops is wearing a very obviously fake, fake mustache. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think it's the same cop from earlier who had a real mustache and he shaved it off. And I think they made him put a, I'm pretty sure they made him put a real one or a fake one on. But this. it's like, he has like chestnut brown hair and then the blackest fake mustache. And you could see that it's glued on. It's really bad. <laughs> um, And they realize this is when they realize that who is still missing is missing. Um, And we see Paul down by the beach waiting for Angela and she appears. Her hair is a bit wild. um, And she suggests let's go skinny dipping, um, which Paul is super amped about. Um, Ronnie and Susie are out looking for them and they find Angela with Paul and his head is in her lap and his eyes are closed and she's like humming and stroking his face and then we get a flashback. And it is Aunt Martha bringing Angela home to live with them. She's bought her clothes and says how much she's wanted a little girl. And she even says, we already have a little boy. So another would simply not do. 
Um, and then we get to see that Angela is in fact her brother. And so in the boating accident, it was the girl that died, not the little boy. And so when Angela went to go live with her aunt, her aunt forced her to appear as a girl. Um, then we get back to current time. <laughs> And Angela is naked and essentially hissing. She is standing on the beach covered in blood. Um, and we do see that she's actually male because um, she is fully naked. Um, and she has chopped off Paul's head. She was just holding his head in her lap. That's the whole thing, not the body. <laughs> I do feel like her head doesn't really fit her body. She's kind of jacked. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's a little jacked. So tell me what you're going to say with the big reveal. Cause Angela is the killer. If... Yes. As yes. soon as I saw Angela uh, sitting on the beach, I said, Oh, unless Angela was actually the boy that survived. And then boom, we hit flashback. Oh, you guessed it. Yes. And I was like, Oh shit. And then my <laughs> mind started spinning. <laughs> <laughs> you really spiraled. <laughs> No, the ending is so shocking and also funny in the delivery of it. Um, I think there's two or three sequels the, to this Bible. <laughs> the ending, so it's so funny that the the credit roll rolls over Angela's face as yes. they're shrieking and it's turned to green. And you're just kind of like, yes. okay. It's iconic. Yes. <laughs> it's an iconic ending. Um, but... Yeah, I remember the, so the first time I watched this movie was actually because um, I'd listened to a podcast that did an episode on it. And I was like, I should watch this. And I did. And it did not disappoint at all. Because <laughs> uh, it is, it's funny. Like, I see why people love it. Um, not at all scary. Just very strange. Um, a lot to take in. <laughs> Um, but I think in the sequel, Angela goes back to the camp as a counselor. Wait, they just, they're just going to like, well, that's Angela for you. And then everybody <laughs> just moves on. Or... I don't know. I've never watched it. Um, one day. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't really know what happens from there. I mean, obviously the camp gets shut down and it is up for sale as we saw in the beginning. Um but I do appreciate that Angela, you know, she didn't kill all willy-nilly. She just killed the people that were mean to her. Yes. Um, and although maybe she should have killed the aunt. Just saying. Um, that's a lot of trauma, you know. Because um, first you have to watch your dad and your brother die. Or your sister, sorry. Your dad and your sister die and then you're forced into this yes um and that's why like in the beginning the aunt is like about the physicals how she did them and how ricky obviously knows what's going on because he says he would never tell anyone and that bed scene we were talking about where it's the brother pointing at the sister <laughs> the <Yeah. skinny. laughs> um yeah so you still give it one out of five jet skis. I feel like that is a I, I let's won't give it push. two. Let's give okay. it two. Let's give it at least two. Okay. 
especially okay. now that I'm like, you know, thinking back to, um, okay, all of the subtle hints, because when the yeah. bed scene was happening, I'm like, what the, what is going on? <laughs> um, I know, because if you don't know, like, in the moment, like, that is a really weird scene. <laughs> Although I still don't understand the scene between the dad and the other man or the dads. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that I've never figured out. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that is weird. Because it's it's just not related to anything. That's what's weird about it. Um, it's It's like another edition of the baseball scenes where it's like, Okay. Yes. Yes. The baseball scene reminds me of any Fear Street book that I've read where there is a sports scene because that's how R.L. Stein <laughs> writes them. Um, in one of them, the cat, they play basketball and there are pages and pages of basketball <laughs> games where like, I did it for one of my ride le- right, uh, my, one of my live readings and I can't skip when I'm doing that. But if I had read that on my own, I would have like paged through <laughs> until we got out of that game. Um, Cause it is boring. No one wants to read it. No one wants to watch that baseball game. Nothing came of that. Like no story progression. It wasn't as if it were like boys versus girls. And like Angela just was better than the girls playing. Like if they wanted yeah. to go into stereotypes from the eighties. <laughs> It was the 80s. It was the 80s. No, it literally had nothing to do with anything at all. Other than just like, okay, some of the older boys are jerks. And we got that vibe throughout the whole thing. And some of the boys may be at risk to a gambling addiction in their later life. Oh, yeah. They were placing bets, (laughs) um, which I don't. (laughs) I zoned out. I don't even know what the bet was. I so I have a question I've been dying to ask you. Oh wow. <laughs> Who in your friend group most closely resembles Judy? And you can't say me as much as you're dying to say me because that's too easy of an out. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> anyone could ever look like Judy. No, no, personality uh, wise. Oh, personality. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Um, thankfully I don't have friends who are like Judy um, I I don't think she had any friends except Meg because Meg was also a bitch <laughs> um, yeah not at all did you so we've established that neither of us have gone to camp but we did go to the same middle school and in middle school i think for most places in the states um we do like outdoor ed or outdoor lab um and you go for like a weekend or whatever is it a weekend or is it during the week i don't remember it was still like three days i think okay yeah we went to the mountains for three days and stayed in cabins um did you enjoy it (laughs) miserable experience (laughs) me too (laughs) Me too. And I even, so they let us pick like three different groups that you could be a part of. One being like, you don't go on hikes, you do super easy crafts back at the camp. <laughs> um, and then there's like a middle one and then like the 
more extreme group, which I'm sure wasn't even that crazy because it's a group of middle schoolers. <laughs> um, but yeah, my experience was miserable. I had moved like in at the end of fifth grade. So going into sixth grade, I really didn't know anyone. Me you too. too. Okay. Where were you at prior? Oh, I was in our. What elementary school did you go to? Oh my God. I should bleep this out. Okay. I went to. I know that name. (laughs) No, you don't. I do. Um, I lived for a long time. I'll figure out how to bleep that. I don't want people to know. (laughs) Um, Always the mystery. Yes. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's a security question where it's like, where did you go to this school or whatever? Um, So (laughs) anyway, but yeah, I just moved. So I really didn't know anyone. And out, I don't remember if it was outdoor lab, right? Or is it outdoor ed? Okay, because my elementary school, they called it the opposite. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Who knows? Um, (laughs) But it it was early on in the school year, so I really hadn't made too many friends at that point. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up having, I don't know if you had this experience. So I also have naturally curly hair. And if I go to shower at night and then I go to bed with it wet, it just is not a good situation for me. It gets really crazy. It doesn't like curl right. Also, it's almost kind of greasy when I wake up. So I got a night shower slot and these girls every single night would turn the lights off on me and this other girl. We had the very last slots of the whole day and they would always turn the lights out on us when we were showering, which is terrifying. I ended up crying. I begged to go home and they would not let me go home um and I even they let me call my parents and my mom was like yeah you could come home but they just didn't want to take me. oh that's fucked I know <laughs> it was traumatic uh, I hated it did you oh hold on I unplugged my headphones how oh. embarrassing I just said something important too hold on wait can I hear you now oh Hold on. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I was faking. (laughs) I yanked on my headphones. I'm so sorry. This is so embarrassing. Settings. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, It's not letting me click the settings. Okay. We're having a crisis. I don't know if Caleb can hear me. (laughs) I am panicking. Okay. I'll raise my hand. Maybe you can help. Judy has something to say. (laughs) I don't know what to do for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm, uh, uh, Settings, settings. Uh, uh, um, wait, maybe I can do this. I don't know what this wait. is chaotic. I'm uh, sorry, right, everyone. Uh, there. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. Okay. Okay. Um, earlier I was fake mouthing like I was talking, <laughs> but he was still gonna hear me. <laughs> um. Okay, did you hear the hot goss from <laughs> no. mine? So I, I won't from mention who? I won't mention the names, but um, mm. I'm trying to remember who was in my cabin that you could ask. Uh, but okay, 
Um, there was I probably wouldn't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was an unsettling moment where oh. we were all at um, we were all at the cabin or whatever it was, and we opened the closet, and one of our roommates was just in there, fully clothed, <laughs> but had lotion in their hand, and we're like. Oh no! What? What's? I'm glad that they were fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, so that was weird, um, and not fun. Oh, hold on! Is something happening? Okay, sorry. Um, I'm dying to know who it is. Um, I but you could tell me later. Person. Yes, I don't think yeah, you I probably don't. This person. Um, I do remember. So on my bus ride going up. Um, a girl started to get car sick and she was in the back of the bus and she like stood up and she was staggering up to the front like she was drunk and she just turned and threw up all over this girl's hair and it was neon pink. I felt so bad for the girl that got thrown up on because one, it's like, I would rather be the one doing the throwing up than being the one thrown up. I don't know, actually. I might take that back because no matter what, people will always feel bad for the person that got thrown up on. Yes. But you're going to forever be remembered as the person who threw up on. Because I don't remember the girl's name that got thrown up on, but I remember the girl who threw up. Um, which would you prefer to be? <laughs> I 100% would rather be thrown up. This is not like a kink or a fetish of mine, but <laughs> I would 100%. If you're in this social situation. <laughs> um, I would prefer to be thrown up on because the guilt that would come in throwing up on someone else. I, oh, I 100%. Would, yes, because you would that. have to think about that all the time. Yeah. Then someone would be talking about it more than like 15 years later on a podcast. <laughs> Um, cause yeah, I definitely would rather be thrown up on. Did you bring a horror story to this? No, but I just exist. Um, <laughs> I feel like me crying at outdoor ed and <laughs> begging to leave <laughs> is embarrassing. I like, I genuinely have a hard time getting embarrassed unless it's like, um, or a horror story. I don't have any good camping horror stories either because I don't <laughs> camp. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I think. Hold on. Let me brainstorm. Do you have a story? <laughs> I, You've I, told a lot. <laughs> so if you don't have one. <laughs> I do. It's not as spicy oh. as duck soup. But this is a combination okay. of two dates. And this was in my Tinder oh. days. Um, okay, maybe this will help mm-hmm. me think of a story. <laughs> so, <laughs> fitting with the season, this was uh, in October. Uh, I had matched oh. with this woman. And um, we we were meeting up and we wanted to go to a haunted house. And I was like, oh, oh. yeah, this sounds great. Um, did you so... pee? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> so That's good. We go, and I'm really bad with, like, scary stuff. Like, I take it very seriously, and, like, I get frightened. And, like, even haunted houses <laughs> at this age frighten me. Uh, we should go. Would Natalie go with us? Oh, yeah. 100%. Would you go uh, with me and Natalie? Yes. Um, I wish we could record it. <laughs> 
So we get inside the haunted house, and rather than trying to scare us, they start making derogatory comments about my hair just continuously. <laughs> just dunking on me left and right. Just what like, haunted house did you go to? It's uh it's down it's down where Zach used to live, so it's wait. I don't know where the fuck Zach used to live. <laughs> I am thinking out loud. Um, oh, <laughs> Where, where is that? Where was that? It was over, it was over past Red Rocks, but around that way. Oh, that sounds far. It is. It was super far. And I don't know that they all worked it, but they would know. If they saw me again, they would know. And it was, <laughs> okay. like, it was like I walked through a high school gauntlet and they were like, hey, remember us? The, the only crowning thing they could have done at the very end is brought my parents out to tell me how disappointed <laughs> they were. But then I love that. So so we we have the day and we really enjoyed it. We we hung out the rest of the night. And she uh, loved hearing them be mean to you. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's a red flag. <laughs> so so then we have a second date and we're like, oh, let's hang out. Uh, we're gonna hang out at her house. And um, I don't know how it got brought up, but we were like, oh, let's do something fun. Let's do let's do like a team thing. So I bought the Lego X Wing. Uh, oh. And I was like, let's he pushed put up his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> let's <laughs> let's let's complete this together because I think you can learn a lot about a person in in working yeah. together on Lego. Did she insult your hair? Out of <laughs> no, frustration? no. So I'm there, and then proceeded to spend the next two hours watching this individual put an x-wing together i did not help one bit because i was not allowed to (laughs) oh wow (laughs) and uh that was our last date so um, oh my god so who kept it did she keep it or oh no i kept it are you kidding me that thing's so cool (laughs) you're like i put in none of the work i'm sure when she tells this story she's like i did all the work and he kept it he just stared at me the whole time known it wasn't going to go anywhere when the workers at the haunted house kept insulting him. They knew. They knew. This wasn't his first haunted house. Yeah. He must Um, take all the girls. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Did you ever go to the haunted field of screams? Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember this Kid Grant used to work there that we both went to school with. Yes. And he would say your name when you would go in. I remember there was like a specific room that they built where it was like a bunch of clowns hot boxing essentially because it had like a <laughs> tiny car and so much um fog from the fog machine and they painted like weed weed leaves, marijuana leaves <laughs> all over. And he popped up and he's like, hey Lauren. And I was like, oh no. But he has such a distinctive voice that I was like, oh fuck, it's great. <laughs> um but I that's why I was like, did you go to the haunted field of screams? <laughs> like <laughs> and it's just Grant telling everyone to absolutely roast you. <laughs> um I recently, um, I guess back in July, probably, um, I had a date at a haunted house. Okay. Um, Wait a minute, which I what? <laughs> yeah, because it was a halfway to Halloween event. Oh, um, oh, that's right. Yes, it was the 13th floor in Denver, which I think I talked about this with someone else on the podcast. Um, not the date, but just that venue. And 
it was weird (laughs) in retrospect. Um, So it was our first date and he spent a lot of money. Um, He got us like the fast passes, which is not cheap. And the 13th floor is like one of the more expensive ones, I feel. So he did that. And at the end, it's like a full event when you go there. They had a DJ playing house music. axe throwing they had like some type of football activity going on they had sorry i burped um like a bar as well so it's like it is an event to go there okay we should go there um but and then at the end they have like a merch stand and he bought me a shirt and immediately i was like okay that feels like a lot for a first date and maybe i'm just used to like people not spending money (laughs) But I was like, this is a lot of money for our first date. And um, I did like him. He seemed nice and normal enough. And then we went on a second date. And did I tell you guys this full story before? Maybe I did. Who knows? I don't know. Okay. Well, the listeners haven't heard it. so. (laughs) (laughs) So the second date... I was like, okay, maybe I am ready to like seriously date someone. Cause I didn't go in with the intention of like, I'm going to find a boyfriend because I am not emotionally available for that. But he was super nice. We had stuff in common. So I was like, okay. And the second date we saw a movie, we talked and I was like, okay, I don't know if I really like him that much yet. What movie? Um, <laughs> I think a quiet place too. I really had to think about Ooh. that. Yes. Um, it was good. I liked it. Um, so we went on the second date and that's when I was like, okay, I'm still not sure. And then we went on our third date and that's when I was like, okay, I definitely am like not ready for this. He's much more serious than I am. Even though I told him like the whole time I was like, I'm not emotionally available. I don't want to be someone's girlfriend. (laughs) And, um, the second he had said, um, cause my dog's name is Noodle if you guys don't know. And um, she is my life. (laughs) But he had said, when I meet Noodle, and immediately there was a switch in my head where I was like, you are not meeting shit. Uh, (laughs) And that's when I knew because I was like, I don't want you to meet my dog. Um, As if she's like my child. (laughs) I don't know who you think you are. But But you're not meeting her. And so he was out of state and I ended up letting him down over text and um, he got really wild. He (gasps) messaged me. Do you remember this now? No, I don't. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, I deleted all the screenshots so I can't show you now. (laughs) There's more to it that I'll have to text you about. Um, But it like, so I texted him and he's like, Hey, can we talk about it? Like, this seems really abrupt. And I was like, yeah, we definitely can. And I explained it. Like, I'm just not emotionally available. Like I thought that, you know, maybe I would want to keep seeing you. It has nothing to do with you. It genuinely is me. And that's when things got really crazy because he started sending long text messages about how he felt that I used him and how like, I can't, (laughs) I know. Um, And how he, like, didn't understand where this was coming from. Because even though I wasn't exactly emotionally available, I always told him I liked him. It's like, okay, that doesn't mean, like, anything. What are you supposed to say? No, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I 
for anyone who doesn't know, I went through a breakup last year and I've been like healing and working through all of that. And he literally said, he's like, I need um, to do my own healing now. <laughs> I was Stop. like, okay, three dates. Yeah. Stop. It was like, it was more energy than I got from my last breakup in this thing. <laughs> and so he, I stopped replying. I was like, okay, there's like no reasoning with this person. I told him, like, I gave him everything that I owed him, if anything. I didn't owe him anything. Nothing. Yeah. But he did say, um, I had to wait until he came back because he was out of state. And I did this over text because I was like, I'm not going to pretend to like. Did he ask for the shirt back? No, but I did donate it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, thank God. But um, so I had stopped replying to him after he was like, you have to tell me this to my face when I get back in town. And I was like, I don't got to do shit. Um, Especially not with this current reaction. I don't want to meet you in person. And so he... he, um, So at that point, I stopped replying because, like I said, I said everything I needed to say. There wasn't anything more. It just felt like he was trying to convince me. And he started, he sent me an apology via text and then also on Instagram in case I blocked him. And then an hour later, he sent a second apology that was super long. And he also sent it on Instagram. And finally, I was like, leave me alone. Like, if you thought I blocked you, why would you keep messaging me on every platform that you can? Yeah. Um, and my favorite line in one of his apologies <laughs> was, um, I would love to, because I blocked him. I'm a blocker. I love to block. I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> um, second I can block you, you're getting blocked. <laughs> um but I blocked him from my Fear Street account because he had found it. I didn't share it with him. He found it. Also a red flag. I had asked him not to watch my Instagram live readings. <laughs> and he did. He would join them even Ooh. though I asked him not to, which I felt was weird. Um, again, I'm like weirdly private about things. <laughs> I have a very <laughs> private social media account. So. Yes. Well, no, because it was like, it is vulnerable in a sense to read on camera and Mm -hmm. like when I first started my fair street account I didn't tell anyone about it because I was like I don't know what direction this is gonna take and I don't really want to like be that person who's like follow my little book account which I mean I love my book account I'm very open about it now but like with someone new that I was dating it just felt like really intimate to me for them to see me read and act like an idiot on the internet (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Oh, he said, I would love, um, for one day for you to unblock me and let me support you to a thousand followers on your book account. (laughs) (laughs) As if like, and again, like how weird I am with my account. I'm not like after a thousand followers, you know, I'm not after any amount of followers. Like I do it for fun. Like, And that's why I felt it was so strange of him. Um, but yeah, that was my dating story. Haven't heard from him since. Maybe he's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> you know he found it. You Hi. know he's found it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he has. Hey. <laughs> I have... All my friends think you're weird. <laughs> I have. A he doesn't know where story. I live. Do... Oh, oh yeah. thank goodness. Do, do we have time for a quick bonus? Yeah, story? we could go on however long. <laughs> 
People so, loved your episode, so I'm sure they're like, this stop talking, cut. Lauren. <laughs> yeah. I this that story reminded me. Did I ever tell you all about the time I dated a stripper? No. So super cool. I, it was awesome. Again, met on Tinder, um, and she had kind of you know mentioned her pr- profession in passing, and we're like, let's go get brunch. Yeah. And um, I don't think I revealed this in um, in the previous episode, but I. I, I would do unthinkable things for brunch. So um, just. You did talk about brunch in the last episode. And we t- <laughs> I said how annoying it was and that we have a separate group chat. That's <laughs> so, right. Full circle here. Um, we went to, um, we went to a place called, I think it was called Watercress because uh, she's vegan. And um, oh. I said one of my favorite lines that I've ever said in my life. Um, you know, we're talking and she's like, Hey, I just wanted you to know. And I still, and it's not funny. There's a lot of buildup for something that's not going to be funny to anybody. I'm excited. But she goes, I'll laugh. She goes, Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm an entertainer. And I, I immediately said, Oh, you mean like Cedric? <laughs> that, that is a good line. <laughs> that killed did me. She did did you laugh funny. at your own joke? Yes. Oh, oh yes. Please. Absolutely. <laughs> With gold like that, of course I'm going to... You even ah. repeated it louder so the table next to you can hear. <laughs> um, so we hung out. It's super cool. Super, super awesome vibes. And like her, her profession was in no way an issue for me. You know, it's your body. Do with it what you yeah. want. Um, but she she lived in South Carolina. She was going back. So I was kind of like, you know what? This probably isn't going to work. And there were a couple of red flags. Yeah. Um, I deal with uh, anxiety and depression a lot. And she she oh, was yeah. trying to say, uh, what did you say? I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, me too. I deal with anxiety and depression. So I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's a red flag for sure. But um, no, I get like. I haven't even heard the full story, but like being on that end of like where you have mental illness and like navigating dating and other people Mm -hmm. with those things. She, um, she, so, so in knowing those things, she was trying to label it as that I had a personality disorder and and things like that. And I was like, okay. Um, and those were just kind of, there's nothing wrong with having that, but it's like weird when people try to diagnose you. Yes. Especially when, like, you've been living your life. You've been going through these things yourself. And, like, I mean, I don't know your history and you don't have to share this. But, like, she doesn't know if you went to a doctor and someone was like, yeah, "Yeah, you got anxiety and depression, (laughs) Caleb. Yes. Um, I did. (laughs) Um, See? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's, um, you know, she's sending this stuff. And I'm like, you know, this probably... That I, I can already see this is not headed towards a place that I want to continue. Um, so I'm yeah. like, you know, I think it would be best. Hold on. He took a sip of Mountain Dew. <laughs> or LaCroix. I can't tell. <laughs> hold on. Hold the back up. Oh, it is Mountain Dew. Um, that's why I said cap, cap, woof, camp Mountain camp Dew. Because Mountain that was that was here. And this candle was here. <laughs> Oh, it would just be a gaming camp, really. Yes. Um, so so I told her, hey, you know, um, it's so funny because her name was Jessa. And <laughs> we was- have a friend named Jessa. We're in a group chat with her. Um, 
Oh my um, god. I've never met another Jessa in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um so I told her, hey, you know, I think we should we should kind of curtail things. You know, it's it I don't want to waste your time and it's it's not something I feel like I'm interested in. And then proceeded to spend the next four hours explaining to her why after two dates we were breaking up. And she continued this... to send me stuff about like it still made, she would send me pictures of herself and like, nothing's changed. It's still just me. And I'm like, this is going down a weird road. And I'm like, I guess I was right. So. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, and maybe when was this date? Like how old were you? Uh, This was uh, probably about four or five months before I met Natalie. When was that? <laughs> 3.4 years ago. Oh, love that fraction. <laughs> or decimal. <laughs> I'm not good at math. Um, <laughs> even just talking about it. Um, I don't know what is up with dating. Because it is like you go on one or two dates and you are betrothed. <laughs> and it is too much for me. I am terror, like not terrified of dating. I said in the last episode, <laughs> we're just talking about the same stuff. Um, I scare easy. I'm like a horse. I'm not a commitment phobe at all. But like that guy messaging me on Instagram and like via text, that was just too much. That was enough where like I hadn't really gone on many dates since. I've gone on like a handful. Um, but also like, I'm, like I said, working on stuff. Um, but I like a free meal or two, like, let me <laughs> live, <doesn't>? you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it just is weird. And I don't know if it's cause we're like getting older. We're out of like that dating bracket of like, I'm just trying to <laughs> get it in. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I shouldn't even say this. I was going to say, um, frick bitches. <laughs> um, as if I haven't said fuck before. Um, it just feels more gentle. Uh, but now we're in this dating bracket where like people are looking for wives. It feels like, and I am yeah. not a wife yet. Yeah. I'm not like likely to take a wife right now or a husband. Uh, oh my God. Oh, I have to share this. Uh, I'm sorry. I cut you off, though. Please continue. You're good. That was the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a graduation party last Saturday. When was that? Last Saturday. It was just um, Saturday. Well, depending That's on where on... he made all the hot dogs. <laughs> depending on... I had two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Jessa had the other half. Um... She did, because it just was too much. I was eating <laughs> hot dogs to get sober. <laughs> You know, I got drunk immediately when I got there. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, depending on when this came, this episode comes out, uh, I had a grad party last Saturday. Sorry, none of you were invited, but uh, I'll have another. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> my mom comes in, and um, <laughs> so Lauren is sitting on a chair right next to the grill as I'm grilling hot dogs, and getting she- drunk. Yes, Lauren is getting hammered. Like, immediately is like, do you want to take a shot? Um, While we were celebrating. I was the first one there, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Yes. By a long shot. 
But honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom gets there and sees Lauren, and like Lauren and my fiance look vaguely similar, but not so. We have similar. brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's where the similarities end. Yeah. And so my mom mistakes Lauren for my fiance and goes to give I her a hug. I did have sunglasses on. So maybe that, let's give your mom some credit. I had sunglasses <laughs> on and I was sitting. So I don't know. And I just wanted to bring this up because in either the last episode or the episode before, Lauren made a point to say that we had never dated as if it was the <laughs> worst thing in the world. And I just wanted to make a point as well that Lauren and I have never been engaged because of that. <laughs> I could think you. of nothing worse. <laughs> well, no. So I truly, um, I made a point of it because I didn't want Natalie to think I was weird and like telling people that we dated when we didn't. Cause then it, what if she listened and she's like, did that happen? And I didn't clarify. And you were like, no, I didn't want her to think I was weird. So I had, and I, she knows who I had dated that we had talked about. So like, I know she probably would know who we were talking about, but I needed to clarify. Um, no, Caleb is like an uncle. <laughs> no, you're a friend. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're in a group chat. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, Natalie is beautiful. So it was a compliment to be mistaken. Although my hair is like six inches longer than her. So <laughs> either she's like taking some good vitamins for it to grow super fast. <laughs> um but yeah that pretty much was it i think yeah Yeah. Yeah. i didn't recognize natalie at first i don't know why um because i don't i know that she had gotten a haircut but i forgot about it so when i saw her i was Uh, like who is this this looks like natalie and then she said hi and i was like am i this drunk right now (laughs) um and i was i was that drunk it's embarrassing but you know um economical (laughs) um i am gonna ask you the question and you have to give a new scenario okay okay about kissing rl stein Ooh. okay yes you can make it camp themed Mm. all right um if so would this be once again our first kiss or are we assuming that i already kissed him in the pool you already kissed him in the pool (gasps) okay so we've been there we've won that and um when i say won that i mean their heart um so not anything else we (laughs) (laughs) we both as uh as the rising sun we both uh, unzip our tents and, and peek out and we're we're both coming out of the tent and we're like oh funny seeing you here which is a very stupid joke that everybody always says when they don't know yeah. what the hell else to say um he's wearing you know those like when you get to a certain age you start wearing like the pajamas onesie that looks like you're a prospector that's what he's wearing i think so <laughs> i think okay. i know what you mean <laughs> Okay, I am wearing uh, a full-on suit again, and I know I did this. Again. Is it the same one or a different it's one? The same suit because oh, wow. I wanted it to be special. I wanted to oh, really convey I the love message. That. Yes, how nice. So I say, how about a pot of coffee 
and he says, he <laughs> says, hold on, hold on. Okay, he okay. says, you're enough sugar for both cups. And then we oh, kiss. Wow. Yeah. What a smooth. Is... <laughs> Can we that start fanfic? Really Can we start fanfic where <laughs> I like have a Every... relationship? <laughs> You can. Every episode that you're on will just continue to get deeper into this <laughs> until you guys get married and have kids and then die of old age. Um, I love it because Caleb is going to be on another episode for Christmas. Um, How exciting. Do you remember this? That you agreed yes. to? It? Yes. Okay. But I, I was like, wait, do you remember? Have you picked oh. a movie? Because I have a favorite Christmas movie that I'm near certain oh. you would absolutely hate. Oh, Die Hard. Then Die Hard. I don't think I would hate it. Um, I also, have not seen it. I know everyone's groaning. To, <laughs> also, <laughs> second favorite movie you could pick, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Think that's a it. good question. Okay. Okay. We should I do... know you're just going to throw those in the garbage and say, hey, this is what we're watching, but at least I spoke yeah. my piece. Well, <laughs> no, I was going to say, we should do two episodes, one being one of your movies, and two being, I really want you to read The Best Friend by R.L. Stein. Oh, okay. Okay. It is a Christmas-themed book. Also, if you don't have time around the holidays to read, you oh, no, don't do. have to do it. Man, um, I am unemployed, which, by the way, speaking of, just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, what are we going to learn now? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Caleb will be back unless um, you guys give any more reviews asking him not to be. And I'll listen this time. Um, Caleb, where can people find you if you want to be found? Um, well, if you're hiring developers, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> um... <clears throat> But not funny jokes aside, uh, you can find me at, on Twitch at SpaghettiHands91. Um, or you can find me on, what is my Instagram? It's SuperWitman. No <laughs> H, two Ts. Uh, <laughs> That's me. Anytime I'm like trying to say my <laughs> Instagram handles, I'm like, I have to look. <laughs> Where can um, people find you, Lauren? Yes, they can find me at Swapping Horror Stories Pod or at X99 Fear Street. That's my Fear Street account where I do my live readings and I post about Fear Street books by R.L. Stein. That's why we talk about him a lot. <laughs> Closing question. Ooh, yes. What are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know yet. Um, okay. I know. I'm sorry. I typically am good at planning. This is um, hard for me because I didn't do any last year. I had COVID on Halloween, so I did not dress up. <laughs> um, and our friend Jessa is having a Halloween party this year. Yes. So I don't know what I'm going to be. What are oh, you going to be? Uh, I don't know. Natalie and I were talking about being um, Gimli and Legolas. Uh, she was going to be Gimli. Um, but we that. don't know yet. It's really hard. I think I can't think of like a character I want to be. So I might just be a Yorel Stein. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> doorbell rings. Everyone's like, Lauren's here. Jessa opens up the door. For some reason, the whole crowd has migrated to the front door to greet me. 
Um, it's like high school gauntlet style, you know, when you go into the gym and everyone has their hands lifted up in like a triangle so you can walk under. <laughs> the door is open. I'm wearing a bald cap, but it's not a good one. Because um, he does have like some hair on the sides, but like I didn't even bother to tuck that hair up. It is just bald. And then you could see like the short fake hair around the head and then my normal long hair. I've drawn on a mole with black Sharpie and I'm just dressed in full black and I have a pillow stuffed in my stomach. Um, yeah. Can you imagine? I would I just leave. <laughs> Everyone would be like, Bleh. and then I would turn and leave. I would get back in my car. I live close to Jessa. Um, it's not a big commute. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be R.L. Stein at all. So um, I'll brainstorm. I'm sure it's not even going to be a good costume. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the end of the episode. I hope you guys stuck with us. It took a few um, turns. It did. This one was a lot of fun. Um, I say that at the end of every episode where I'm like, it was a lot oh. of fun. Um, so don't feel special, but it was. Okay. Thank you. I had a great time. That's you're not welcome. genuine. You're welcome. Did you just say tell. you're welcome for the great time? That you're I welcome. Had? You're welcome. Um, I brought most of it. So, um, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome for having a podcast, Caleb. Jeez. Uh, um, that is the end. And we will see Caleb back for Christmas time. Can't wait. Maybe. Okay. Sounds enthusiastic. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.